Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And to find your local station for the Ben Maller Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there. Or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. A blue wave over Texas. Welcome in the beginning of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond as we bloviate the overnight hours away, emanating live from the Magic Radio Box on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network. And glad you have chosen to spend a couple minutes with us, and there is no debate. There is no debate where we begin this night of radio. The Fall Classic surfing the blue wave. Cowabunga, dude! The Fall Classic starting in a neutral site, kind of, on Tuesday night with Joe Buck. Every night you get a Joe Buck game and John Smoltz calling the game on Fox. Did you watch? Maybe not. We'll see. I don't know. Imagine the ratings are going to be very good for this. The game was lopsided, and there's one team that has a fan base and another one that doesn't, a national fan base. But the Dodgers 
put on a pyrotechnic show. It was like the 4th of July. Boom, bang, bam. The Dodger offense went. Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts hit home runs. Clayton Kershaw mowing down. Tampa hitters like it was an April start at Dodger Stadium. And by the time the damage had done, L.A. ended up spit-roasting the Rays 8-3 to in Game 1 of the 2020 World Series. So the Dodgers get the leg up on the best-of-seven series. Now three wins away from their first championship as a franchise since 1988. When Ronald Reagan was the president, Tommy Lasorda was waddling in the dugout, and Kurt Gibson got one at bat and hit a home run and is an all-time legend because of that as a Dodger. So let us discuss the question. What are your big takeaways from Game 1 of the World Series? A domination situation for the Dodgers. So I've got the white whale, hand grenades, and Smurfs, and we will tie all these things together. Now, we talk about the World Series Game 1, you start with this. You know, it counts only as just one game. It doesn't matter that much in the big picture. It's only one game. However, I'm going to disagree with that statement because the feeling that one gets watching Game 1 of the World Series from the Dodgers side of things, it's like hitting a two-team parlay. It doesn't seem like a one-win situation. All right, So don't undersell the importance of a Game 1 win for Los Angeles. And I'll tell you why. Because the Dodgers winning a Clayton Kershaw playoff start as easy as ABC 1-2-3 is not something that happens very often, right? You feel like you dodged a bullet when you win a Kershaw game in a playoffs, in a big playoff game. Kershaw has been the dog with fleas in the postseason. And while many of my colleagues on television like to downplay Clayton Kershaw's missteps, On radio, we don't do that. We don't. His World Series resume coming in uh, would have him in the breadline if that was his resume. One and two, an ERA of over five. He had pitched in 26 and two-thirds innings, given up 16 earned runs over four starts in five games. But on this night, it reminded me, I had a voice in my head. It was Dick Stockton who told me years ago, stats tell you what has happened. They don't tell you what's going to happen. And that was a vintage regular season type of Kershaw performance. And you see that in a big playoff game as often as you see a white whale swimming around the ocean, right? Clayton Kershaw got 38 swings, 19 misses. He had a whiff rate of 50%. Now, the stat geeks tell us that that is the highest of Clayton Kershaw's career, whether it be the postseason or the regular season, that after time it was a swing batter and a miss. That is what's known as flexing your muscles. And it wasn't just Kershaw. Cody Bellinger, Mookie Betts, Max Muncy all had big days. The conga line kept moving. You keep pressure on your opponent. Ten hits. They got seven walks the Dodgers drew, seven walks. And more importantly than that, they actually hit when they had runners in scoring position. They batted 357 on this day with runners in scoring position. They were 5 out of 14. Follow the wisdom. This is the key. You follow the wisdom of an American legend, Will Rogers. You never get a second chance to make a first impression. And the Dodgers, they made their first impression. Now, you got to back that up. you got to back that up in Game 2 and in Game 3, but... You've only played one game, and the Dodgers, the more talented team, they didn't play down to their competition. They played like they were the superior opponent in this matchup. We certainly hope that continues. We're slightly biased on this. Now, Part B, if you would like to nitpick, 
And that's one of the things we get paid to do here on the radio is to pick apart things and microanalyze. Dave Roberts fell back into some old analytical principles. We were hoping that his gut-feeling managerial move the other night would continue. It did not in this game. Managing Clayton Kershaw for Dave Roberts is like juggling hand grenades. One wrong move. One wrong move, and your hand gets blown off. And I I understand partially what Roberts is thinking because when I'm watching Clayton Kershaw, I'm thinking, okay, here's where it all falls apart and goes to hell right here, right? This is going to be the inning. It all goes to crap uh, in the playoff situation. But on this night, Kershaw, he was dealing. He had only thrown 78 pitches through six innings and uh, very effective there. The Rays hitters were completely flummoxed against Kershaw, as we gave you some of the numbers there, a 50% whiff rate. And despite the Dodgers having a huge advantage, they were up 8-1. to one. Dave Roberts arbitrarily said, that's it, we're going to take you out of the game. I'd rather take you out a half inning too early than a half inning too late. So that brought in Dylan Florio, who wasn't good. And then and then Roberts panicked because the Rays attempted to pinch it G-Man Choi. And so Roberts ran out of the dugout. I got to make a change. I got to get Gonzalez in the game. I got to get this Victor Gonzalez in the game before he had fully warmed up. Now, L.A. had a big enough lead at that point it did not matter the micromanaging of Dave Roberts did not come back to bite them in the tuchus Uh, so that's the silver lining on that and before I forget I would like to thank the Boston Red Sox for Mookie Betts again the generosity we do appreciate the generosity of the Red Sox who clearly did not have any room at Fenway for Mookie Betts and I agree the guy's a bum Uh, get, get rid of him you got rid of him good job by you thank you all right, last word here. So let's look at the loser's locker room. Now, normally I say the better stories in the losing locker room, not this time. But from the Tampa Bay side of things, they obviously need to regroup at this point. They got their face smashed in. They got slammed down from the top rope. The, the Rays did not have the typical pesky at bats they normally do we've watched them a lot in this playoffs against the cheating Astros and also against the Yankees and and whatnot so the Rays played on this night they played like rabbits what do I mean by that they played the rabbits timid and fearful right were they intimidated by being in the World Series or were they intimidated the Rays I can't imagine this would be the case but you have to throw it out there the Texas version of Chavez Ravine because my moles on the ground, I have some buddies of mine who are at the World Series who tell me this was a full-on hostile takeover situation. It looked like an invasion of Smurfs. There was so much Dodger blue in the crowd. There's limited attendance. I think there's 10,000 people, but it's, it's about 9,700 Dodger fans and maybe like 100 Rays fans, and then they'll sprinkle in some fans who don't have any dog in the fight. The Rays now will be playing... If you if you go down the uh, the World Series list here and you look down the line here, the next six games after this, so seven games in a socially distanced environment as the road team, as the road team, because it's going to be like this every game in the World Series. I don't imagine a caravan of Tampa Bay Rays fans to make the trip to Arlington, Texas to pull for the Rays. I'm sure there'll be a few, maybe more than game one, but not if they keep losing. Now, so as far as the on-the-field stuff, the baseball part of it, 
Uh, I'm glad they kept this. They used to be called the Devil Rays, and I, I heard that the franchise kept the Devil Ray Workshop. The Devil's Workshop. The Devil Ray Workshop. So they have to go in there and figure things out. It was not just the offense that got kicked down by Dodger pitching. The pitching staff got kneed in the nuts. Tyler Glass now, uh, he needed a standing eight count. The Dodgers becoming just the second team since August 14th to score eight or more runs against the Rays in any kind of game, whether it's the regular season or the postseason. The only other team to do it, and we're going, that's a 53-game stretch. That's a 53-game stretch. The Yankees in game one of the American League Divisional Series. Now, I'd also like to address the Komodo Dragon in the room. The Komodo Dragon in the room, Uncle Mo. So explain to me how this works. Now, you know my position on Uncle Mo, but since the Dodgers won game one, that means that Uncle Mo is sleeping in the top bunk in their room. Is that right? Or is it since the Rays scored the game's final two runs in the seventh inning, is it that they have the momentum? Because remember, that was the argument in the NLCS that A-Rod and Big Poppy and all those guys were talking on the postgame show. They were like, the Dodgers scored all these runs late. Even though they didn't win the game, they have the momentum. So is that how it works for Tampa Bay? Do they have the, the momentum? Or does it just depend on who wins game two, and then you'll say that team has the momentum? Now, I will tell you that Tampa has a matchup advantage. They've got, bro, I'm risking my life. Blake Snell on the mound. <laughs> Enemy of the Maller Militia, might I add, Blake Snell. Enemy of the Maller Militia. The coward that he is. Uh, I hope the Dodgers score 20 runs against Blake Snell, and the Dodgers will counter with Tony Gonzalez. So that's an advantage for the Rays, even though Blake Snell Who? is risking his life. And so uh, and there'll be a gaggle of uh, relief pitchers who'll be coming in. Now, the secret sauce here. I'm going to go hard old baseball guy. The secret sauce to beating Tampa Bay is simple. If you don't walk them, they can't get a consistent offensive output. I do not believe that's possible, right? The the Rays have been very good at drawing walks. As long as you make them hit the ball, they're not good enough to beat you with that offense. The Dodger pitching did it on this night, mostly Kershaw, but also the relief pitchers, even though the, some of those guys got – Florio got – Florio, what's his name? Florio uh, got rough. Floro. And Floro, there you go. I call him Mike Florio from Pro Football Talk. Anyway, uh, they had 10 strikeouts, only one walk, and that was to Randy Rosarena. And Rosarena did not kill him. He only he didn't have a hit. He was 0 for 3. They kept him in check. And so the Rays don't have anybody else in that lineup. You're like, this guy's going to kill you. This guy's lethal. They don't have any of that. So all of that is encouraging. So it's it's just one game, but it's more than that from the Dodgers' side of things. Here's... Clayton Kershaw, post-game, commenting on why. Why did he take out Clayton Kershaw after the sixth inning? Uh, I mean, you just figure he's going to be on regular uh, for his next start. So you got an 8-1 lead, and, you know, with nine outs to go, we got to be able to protect it. I like the thing about baseball, one of the things I get a kick out of is how they know that, like, 78 pitches is too much. It used to be, like, 100. It's, like, it's very random. It's like, you know, he didn't seem like he had a lot of stressful pitches, Kershaw, overall in the sixth inning, and 78 pitches doesn't seem like that much, but got to take him up. Going to be on regular rush. All right, uh, here's one more. Here's uh, Dave Roberts, who is giving a Manny and a Petty to the base running of Mookie Betts. It's great, and that's just another element that Mookie brings. You know, he does a lot of studying, and um, to be able to create stress, and whether it's stealing a base or just being on base to make the pitcher speed up or not execute a pitch, uh, he creates tension, and uh, he's just a heck of a ball player. There you go. 
Hey, listen, I was concerned about playoff Mookie, and he didn't do that well in the postseason in Boston. His numbers were not all that great, but I'm I'm not complaining. I'm not complaining. I have not seen much to complain about. So there you go. Ringing endorsement on this show. I have not seen a lot to complain about. I, I think he's done well. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here 
both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The rule of drama. You must follow the rule of drama. Welcome in the beginning of another hour. It's the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast Fox Sports Radio Network, emanating live from inside the Magic Radio Box, also known as the Geico FSR studio. So uh, we'll get back to baseball. We can spend the whole show talking about the Dodgers, but that would not be the best use of our time. So we will refrain from doing that, but we can't tell you again. The Dodgers are now up one nothing. They had a route or a route, depending on how you grew up, over the Tampa Bay Rays in game one, dominating, playing like the better team, not playing down to the level of their competition. But we'll get back to the World Series chatter later. This is a football hour. Football. It's been very, very good to me, the football. Uh, and our NFL lead comes from the smoldering tire fire, better known as the Dallas Cowboys, the first-place Dallas Cowboys in the NFC East. And somewhere Pat Summerall is rolling over in his grave uh, because all those big NFC East games back in the day that John Madden and Pat Summerall called, it seemed like every week there was a bigger game for the NFC East, and now it is dreck. It is absolute dreck. Rebellion. We're going to headline this, Rebellion in Jerry's World. Now, if you've not been following along, I don't know what you were doing. Maybe you missed this. It has been the story that has evolved throughout the day. It began early in the last 24 hours when state-sponsored NFL media reported that multiple Cowboy players had begun publicly criticizing the head coach and the coaching staff after originally deciding, no, no, we're going to keep this in-house. We're going to keep this internal. And they said, no, they had a change of heart. Now, some of the highlights, again, this is from state-sponsored NFL media. One Cowboy player said the team is totally unprepared. The words of one player. Another player said, they don't teach. They don't have any sense of adjusting on the fly. And a third player added, they, talking about the coaches, just aren't good at their jobs. So that was the story throughout much of the day. And then by the late part of the day, the Dallas head coach, the embattled Mike McCarthy, remember him? Uh, Mike McCarthy was asked about this, and he addressed the Komodo dragon in the room. And uh, Mike McCarthy was doing what we call damage control. Uh, He was furious. He was furious when asked about this criticism from unnamed players. He said, just imagine I'm Mike McCarthy. He said, quote, this is a quote, I've always stated that it's important to handle things as men, McCarthy affirming. I mean, if you do have something to say publicly that is of most important, I think it's important to say it to the individual or particularly in a group dynamic setting. McCarthy opined, especially in the game of football and especially for the Dallas Cowboys, close quote. All right, so let's discuss the question, does Mike McCarthy have a legitimate beef 
in responding to his players? And uh, the answer is, is fire hot. Yes, of course. Of course. Good for Mike McCarthy. Now, we've got the clothing line, quicksand, and the scab. And we will lock all these things together. Now, number one. Let me try that again. Number one. Apparently, the band... The band's not working, apparently. The band is off today. Anyway, listen, we'll start with the fact that the Cowboys are turning into a Greek tragedy. (laughs) This happens all the time. So Mike McCarthy, who has not done a good job, and I'm not sitting here to praise and rhapsodize Mike McCarthy. That's not what I'm trying to do here at all. But the players who whined, that is a bigger issue. All right, because that's a cowardly act. Now, I like that they did it because it gives us stuff to talk about, but if I worked for the Cowboys, if I was on the payroll of the Dallas Cowboys, oh, my God, are you that soft that you need a scapegoat, that you're looking for the scapegoat? I mean, these guys have been emasculated all season. The NFL as a whole has run circles around the Cowboys, and the locker room, this this reaction now I I'm not sure whether or not there are actually three cowboy players and it's not just one cowboy player but let's assume the report is accurate and that it's three different cowboy players unnamed of course the locker room if that is accurate has collectively decided to air out all of their dirty laundry on a clothing line but not put their name on the clothes right in the middle of Jerry's world and Jerry Jones may I recommend may I recommend you tear down the clothing line. And go out and buy some industrial strength washers and dryers. Uh, Yes, no, maybe so. How about that? Now, the second thing here, Mike McCarthy, the foundation, the very foundation of Mike McCarthy as the Cowboys coach has been built on quicksand, right? you, You would not build a skyscraper on quicksand. Why would you do that? And remember, when he was hired, Jerry Jones got all the attaboys and all the pats on the back, championship coach, had a winning team pretty much every year in Green Bay, and he was going to come in there, rah, rah, Mike McCarthy, and turbocharge the Cowboys. Perfect coach replacing the clapper. Clap on, clap off, the clapper. Jason Garrett, right? Get rid of him. So Mike McCarthy, his mouth, and it's a big mouth because he's a big guy, his mouth wrote a check that he has so far been unable to cash, sold a bill of goods about, Learning analytics. Remember that shtickala that he was talking about? I took a year off, a gap year. I reinvented myself. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, how's that working? How about Mike Nolan also? What the hell is Mike Nolan doing? This guy's been around the NFL forever. He keeps getting jobs. The Cowboys defensive coordinator is gasping. He's absolutely gasping for breath. Dallas has allowed a ghastly. 218 points through the first six games. Now, for context, that in the history of football, which goes back 100 years, is tied for the fourth most in NFL history. This is the fourth worst start after six games in the NFL history books. Now, Mike McCarthy, all right, he is up until this quote, which we gave you, Mike McCarthy has used the typical football etiquette. Right. What I mean by that is you, generally you bite your tongue when you're asked about your players. For example, I'll give you an example. The Cowboys have not played hard. The Cowboy players have not played hard. They've not hustled. 
You don't need to be an NFL coach to know that. Just simply watch a Cowboy game. You can tell when a team is flying the football, they're gang tackling, and they're playing the proper way with a certain gusto. Cowboys don't play like that. They haven't played like that all year. And and so it's obvious. It's on tape. You can see it. It's on the, the live broadcast. But Mike McCarthy's been asked about that, and he's bitten his tongue and said it's not true. They work hard. Spoiler alert! They've been outworked, out unfocused, and unconcerned especially on defense all season. Now, the final point. All right, so the Cowboy roster, and with these comments, it is a tinderbox of a situation. Cannot wait to see what happens over the next couple of days here because you've got Mike McCarthy standing over the tinderbox. He's holding a cigarette lighter in his hand. And uh, we know how this ends. Kaboom! It is an explosive combination. Mike McCarthy just questioned the manhood of his locker room. On the record, right? On the record. And I love it. And and that's the proper quote here. Because accountability matters. And and the fact that McCarthy called his team a bunch of children is also an indictment of Jerry Jones, the general manager. So he's not only called out the locker room, he's called out the general manager, Jerry Jones, as well. These guys, the players couldn't keep this in-house and they, they couldn't handle this as adults, right? So now the scab has been ripped, right? The scab has been ripped off, and now the bad blood is gushing. You've got the players on one side, the alleged three unnamed Cowboy players, calling out the coaching staff. You now have the coaching staff questioning their manhood, uh, and it's, it's wonderful. So remember, though, excuses and alibis are the main enemies of accountability and the cowboy players who are whining it reminds me of like a kid in junior high school who didn't actually study for the test it might have been me by the way and then tried to wing it didn't get a good grade and accused the teacher of not preparing them properly it's not my fault it's your fault i'm gonna point at you bad job by you blaming everybody and anybody but themselves right and you, you also have to remember that Unfortunate circumstances do not make a person or a team. They reveal what that person or team is all about. And we are seeing that with the Cowboys. And the scary thing about this is despite the fact that the Cowboys are as soft as sour cream with a bunch of toothless players and a coach who's not doing a great job, but the players aren't doing a good job. I don't think Mike McCarthy's told Zeke Elliott to go out there and fumble twice. I don't think that was his advice or lead the world in fumbles this season. So you have all these intersections connecting together, and these it, it, it's going to be very interesting to see how this all plays out and people already calling for the end of Mike McCarthy. I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. Jerry Jones is a very stubborn guy, and he's gonna. We saw how long Jason Garrett stuck around the clapper, and if that's the case, you'd have to imagine that he's gonna give Mike McCarthy a couple of years, unless, unless he's got the hot shot coach. Who's the hot shot coach? I don't see a hot shot coach out there. There's got to be a hot shot coach out there somewhere. The next big thing, the ne- the hot college coach that he can convince to come to Dallas and save the franchise. Outside of that, I, I don't believe Mike McCarthy's in danger of being fired. 
Although, you know, it's Jerry's world. He can wake up today and say, uh, yeah, I'm done. He, he Think about it in the shower, right? Isn't that where Jerry makes all his decisions in the shower and then make a change? Just like that, you snap your fingers and you make a change. All right, it is the Ben Maller Show. You want to talk about any of that, it is all fair game at 877-99 on Fox, 877-996-6369. We're also on Twitter, at Ben Maller. That's at Ben Maller if you'd like to be part of the festivities here and any of these social media channels, you can be part of the fun. It's, uh, oh, it's so, so amazing. Unless it's not. Unless it's not. Well, you're really the judge of that. You're really the judge of that. Well, a, a person who was supposed to be a legitimate threat at the quarterback position but hasn't been so far is back. But what does it mean? What does it mean here? We're going to try to figure that out. We're going to try to figure that out. Uh, and uh, we do have the Maller Militia chiming in, though. And uh, we'll go a little. We got bonus time, right? Why not? Uh, the Aussie guy writes and says, of course, the Cowboy players are going to behave like children. Jerry Jones continues to employ Muppets to coach his team. Uh, let's see. Who else do we have? Page down here. Uh, just Josh. One of these Cincinnati bros writes and says, even spin cycle Regina's washer can't clean the dirty laundry that is the Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Rod, the ambassador of Bakersfield, writes and he says, what kind of cheese do the Cowboys have with that wine? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, uh, it's an old line, Rod. That's an old line. But it's, uh, it's pretty good. Mike, I, I love the fact that McCarthy didn't bite his tongue this time, though. That's outstanding. And uh, it is accurate. I mean, you, you know, I, I said I'm in the media, and I like when guys do this. I like when we get unnamed sources. It's more fun when they put their name on it, like the pitcher formerly of the Astros, Mike Fires, of the Oakland A's, that did his thing. But uh, I'm all, I'm down, man. I'm all, I'm down with. It. So, uh, Coop, what is the situation? Have we had a malfunction? Now it's not on my end. I've had no, I have no malfunctions on my end. So, kind of walk me through this here, Coop. Is there a a small fire that started there? What do we have here? What are we looking at? Are there Essentially. gremlins? So gremlins have kind of entered in. Um, now, are we doing commercial free radio? <laughs> as of as of right now, okay, yes, okay, good. All right, then we can take some phone calls. We can take some phone calls. Uh, There's a little bit of a gremlin that has gotten into the system here and the the way we play our commercials and all that stuff. So we'll uh, be like college radio. We'll be commercial-free until that gets fixed. Uh, So let's go to the phones. 877-99. Think of how many calls we can take if we do commercial-free radio. Oh, my God. Uh, Let's go now to the loser line, and that is Chris in Houston, who is up next here on the Ben Maller Show. Hello, Christopher. Loser, at least our rent is paid up in your head. Well, you keep telling yourself that, Chris, but I'm enjoying every second of the World Series, and I don't have to look at any of that ugly Astro paraphernalia. It's out. It's out. It's gone. And I'm going to enjoy every second of it when Clayton Kershaw goes out in Game 5 and chokes on the mound. And that yeah. cheap, uh, I don't know how he's going to pitch in Game Five if the Dodgers win the first four games. How's he going to pitch Game Five? Is he going to they going to make it a best of nine series? What are they going to do at that point? I'm glad to admit that you you actually admit that you have a curse. You are a curse. No, I have, no, no. There's no listen, that's made up in your head. That's that was a guy in Detroit years ago, Motor City Mike, who came up with the curse of the Ben Beano and all that. Did you not just use it? What? Did you not just use that? 
No, that no, that was that was that was that was sports fan insurance is what that is. You know what sports fans insurance is? You you bet you just you can bet on the other team. That way you don't bet a lot. You bet on the other team. That way, if you lose the bet, you don't care. But if your team, the team you likes, wins, uh, you're you're obviously happy. But if they lose, you get a little bit of money. So it's it's gamblers insurance. Helps you sleep at night. No, no, it's it's the proper way to do it. Like I, I would like to see all those guys in the Tampa Bay Rays have terrible games, and I'd love for them to be swept in the World Series. It would be great. I don't think they're going to get swept, but it'd be nice if they did. And uh, if they happen to win a game, and I pick them in the pick 'em, uh, then I, uh, I will get a couple of points on the pick. Shout out to Gavin Newsom for having no parades in L.A. Boom! <laughs> no, no, yeah, there you are. Go away. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape. You can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast NBA DNA with Hannah Storm digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. 
Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slammed dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Here we go. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. All right, Coop Dalou. What do we have here? Also, Doug Marone was asked if uh, he thought about benching Gardner Minshew at any point on Sunday. And Doug Marone, the coach in Jacksonville. Yes. Yeah. Uh, everybody knows that, Ben. <laughs> Of course, Jacksonville's America's team, right? Come on. <laughs> um, he said that he didn't uh, think about benching Minshew at any point on Sunday, but he did say, quote, maybe in the future. Uh, ben, is, uh, is, is Minshew mania done? No, it's not done, but you can see the mushroom cloud on the horizon, so it's not looking good. Like Gardner Minshew is a rather precarious situation here. He's averaging two turnovers per game the last four games. He's provided very mediocre numbers. He's like a poor man's Jared Goff at this point. Dog food numbers. We expected more from Gardner Minshew. He has not been able to provide it. Now he doesn't have great players around him, but his performance has been lacking. You got to own it. You got to own it. Now, the ace in the hole for Gardner Minshew is that there is no backup plan. If the Jags bench Minshew, they go to the draft, not the draft, the draft from like the zoo, the the big neck. Mike Glennon, who hasn't started a game in three years, three years, there's a reason for that. He sucks also. He would be the new quarterback. So going from Gardner Minshew to Mike Glennon is obviously a lateral move. It's a lateral move while stepping in gum. Who likes stepping in gum? Nobody does. My God. All right. So next... Uh, the Rams lost in shocking fashion to a beat-up 49ers team over the weekend, but uh, Sean McVay said he isn't too concerned and that the game wasn't reflective of the caliber that they can play at. Ben, uh, was the L nothing to worry about? Well, listen, Sean McVay is right out of the, it's right out of his coaching Bible. McVay is rah-rah guy. The sky is not falling. The jury is still out on the 2020 Rams. I'm going to keep it real here. The Rams are 4-0 against the NFC East, the high school 5A division of the NFL. The two non-NFC East teams they played, they lost. Now, they had the lead. They came back in Buffalo, but they blew that game. They just got beat by the 49ers. They got beaten to a pulp by the Niners in the Sunday night game. So the jury's still out. And secondly, Listen, Jared Goff, I'd be concerned, and I am concerned, because Jared Goff was back to being the deer in the headlights against the Niners, the anxiety, the confusion he has played with in the past return. And the Rams, they're not in the lightweight division. They're in the heavyweight division. They're with the big boys, Seattle and the 49ers. I think Arizona's all that good, but Seattle and the 49ers are, and so they've got to show that they're not the weakling. Now, they'll know more. We'll know more about the Rams this weekend. They play the Chicago Bears this coming weekend, another primetime game. But no, it's not. I'm not as optimistic as uh, Sean McVay, who's not concerned. I would be concerned. You haven't beaten a real team yet. You played a bunch of lightweights and beat them. You played two teams that are decent. You haven't beaten either one of them. Next. 
So Justin Turner rejects the uh, notion that playing it at a neutral site has lessened the uh, playoff atmosphere. He said that Game 7 against the Braves was the most playoff feel that he's ever experienced. Has it been the same for you, Ben? No, I mean, I'm watching on TV. I, what can I tell from watching on TV? It doesn't seem even close. I, I was fortunate enough to be at all, most of those Dodger playoff games in this run the last decade, and it was magical. Right? There's something about a live sporting event. You know, that's the reason people pay top dollar to go out there. The energy, the emotion, the enthusiasm of a big playoff game in any sport, and to see whether players rise up to the occasion and some guys wilt and all that. The crowd's a big part of it. You don't have that. And you, the numbers are not there. You're talking about a very limited crowd in Texas. And secondly, I mean, you know, Justin Turner, I know he's being uh, optimistic and all that stuff. And. Uh, he's, he's trying to be positive. And it is, it is like a Dodger home game as much as it can be because it's mostly Dodger fans that have been buying these tickets in Arlington. There's a lot of Dodger fans making the trip there, and there's Dodger fans that live in Texas and all that stuff. But, no, it's not anywhere close to the, to the same playoff atmosphere. Are you kidding me? All right, there it is. Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You passed this edition. There it is. That is a winner. You can put it on the board. Yeah. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Attention, everyone. And the password is... Password. You idiot. Password, the word game of the stars. Here's Ben Maller. And it is time now for Password, the word game of the stars. Welcome in our contestants. Who do we have here? We've got Michael in Hanover. Hello, Michael. Good morning, Ben. Good morning. How's everything with you this morning? Uh, it's doing okay. I had a sinus infection recently, couldn't sleep, discovered your show, and I'm truly humbled by following Marcel from Brooklyn. That's an impossible task. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank your sinus infection for leading you to the show. I do appreciate it. Hopefully you get over that. Are you over it now? Are you past that? Or are you still, you still dealing with it? Uh, I'm dealing basically with one ear, but since I work as a consultant for a graphic design firm, as long as it doesn't spread to my brain with encephalitis and kill me, I'm fine. <laughs> All right. That's a great attitude. You- Got to see the glasses half full, Ben. All right, can you call this guy in Miami and let him know because he can't figure it out. All right, hold on a sec. Michael in Hanover, and you will be playing against, uh, let's see, who do we have? Eeny, meeny, miny, mo. Let's say hello to Ryan in Ohio. Hello, Ryan. Uh, what's up, Moneyball Maller? That's right. From downtown every time. And what part Every of Ohio- time, baby. What part of Ohio are you in, Ryan? Man, I'm from Marion, Ohio, man, about 40 40- about 45 miles from Columbus. Uh, oh. But, okay. yeah, yeah, I'm a big Browns fan, man. So, okay. So you, be do- you be dogging my squad, but it's all good, man. Well, they took it on the chin, man. What do you want me to do? They, they, they I, had I a chance against the Steelers. You, you got to show up, man. I know, right. man. We got to show up, man. I feel all right. You. I feel all, right. You. all right. Hold on a sec. Uh, Ryan, the Browns fan. Uh, Michael, let's go back to you. Who do you want to partner up with, Michael? You can play with me, Ben, Eddie, is over there. We've got Roberto over on the other side, and then Kubalu. Hey, Overnight Radio is a star-driven league. I want to play with you, Ben. That's right. That's right, Michael. Even in your injured situation, with one ear, we're going to win this game. All right, Ryan, who do you want to partner up with, Ryan? I'm trying to partner up with the celebrity, 
The liar, liar, the menace, Tupelo. Okay. How much weed do you smoke, Ryan? All right. All right. Hold on. Uh, a lot. A lot. <laughs> <laughs> that's the tell. That when you pick Coop, that's as big a tell as Marcel when he says uh, he says yeah. his magic word. All right. All right. Anyway, let's play the game. We have a list of words, one to ten, and Michael, just pick a number, and then there's a word associated with it, and that's how we're going to do this. Number nine. Number nine. Oh, I am tempted to use... The Maller maneuver, but the problem is uh, I don't think I can. Yeah, it only works if you go second. Oh, see, oh, damn it, I'm going first. Uh, let's let's go with. Hmm. Oh boy, this is. Damn it, I'm in a bad <laughs> spot here. Uh, let's go with um, broom. Clean. No. All right, you uh, you heard Ben's clue. Here we go. All right, Ryan. Now uh, here I'm, we go. I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna do the uh, the Maller maneuver here. Getting burned by the Maller maneuver. Uh, all right, Ryan. Tooth. What was it? Tooth? You said? Yes, tooth. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I think he wants more. You only get one word. Go ahead, Ryan. No. Goes, to, uh, goes together with Ben's clue. He doesn't have it. I don't, yeah, I don't have it. All right. He's, he said tooth. How about, and again, my first clue I said was broom. How about paint? Oh, sweet. Pa- no. Paint? You said pain. I'm talking to Michael. I'm talking to Michael. I'm not talking to you, Ryan. Michael. No, I'm sorry. All right. Uh, paint. Um. Paint. <laughs> paint. <laughs> paint. <Eight>. paint. <laughs> I'm. Le- it's the Maller maneuver. I lead into the the word we're looking for. Oh my god. <laughs> He, he said something. I don't know what he said. I he, said ache because I'm clueless on this. Oh, paint, no. paint, paint ache. No. Paint ache, yeah. Paint oh, ache. It's a regular problem. Paint ache, yes. All right, all right, all right Ryan. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to try one more Maller maneuver here. You've heard the previous clues. Oh I don't think they know what the Maller maneuver is. Hair. <laughs> you think? Hair. <laughs> <laughs> Keep saying it like Ben. All right. This is the Zach. It was brush. We were looking for brush. Hair brush. Paint, paint brush. brush. Toothbrush. Brush. 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 <laughs> brush ah, fire. Brush. All right. Brush. This sucks. All right. We have time. We can do another word. My God. We wasted way too much time on that. Uh, Ryan, pick a word. Pick a, a number. number. Uh, man. Uh. <laughs> Ryan, no, no, just, just no. Pick, you got to pick. The word. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did say pick a word, Eddie. Eddie, just, listen to hey, Just pick I a number. I guess I don't understand this game as as much as the other ones with the sports trivia. How much? <laughs> yeah, this, see, this you know is see. a problem. I, was, yeah. I thought I was going to play a sports trivia game. <laughs> I, I wish you were. <laughs> <laughs> Just pick a damn number. We're out of time here anyway. I'm going to end the game anyway. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, mean, you got, I mean, come on. Well, my, 
Thank you, Michael. I'm glad you found this. But Michael's injured. At least he's got that as an alibi. That could be a scapegoat, right? He's going, oh, see, I got that. Paint! Oh, my God. It was brush! It was a brush! Got a murder. Got to go. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts 